fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final try to Wolfpack, what is going on? It is the Wolf of Roto Street here with RotoStreetJournal.com and the Fantasy Fullback Dive to pave your path to Fantasy 2019 glory to win you those titles and get you all you need. I, of course, am the Wolf of Roto Street at Roto Street Wolf. Uh, if you don't follow me on Twitter, I love to interact with everybody, so come on in. Tune on in. This is the Week 6 Rankings Rundown. As always, I let you in on my thought process behind all my Week 6 rankings. I get you lower, higher, all that great stuff on over 100 players. I'm going to deep dive into them all as much as I can get before Taco Tuesday hits. So come on in. Get your early sit-start questions in if you're on the Facebook Live broadcast. And if you're not, if you're listening to our podcast, the Fantasy Fullback Dive, make sure you try to find us here right around 5.30 every Tuesday. Tuesday. I know I'm a little late today. I apologize for that. Crazy traffic in Salem, Massachusetts these days, the Witch City. What's up, Heathrow? What's up, Tony? Chris, Jason, welcome to the broadcast. We're going to start, as always, with QBs. And even after a couple duds under 20 points in back-to-back weeks, I wonder when was the last time that happened. Patrick Mahomes still has to be your number one QB. Houston's giving up an absolute boatload of points to the quarterback position, to really everybody, and Mahomes should be no exception. And he's at his best when it's a shootout style game and you got to imagine the guy right below him Deshaun Watson fresh off a 41 point day a lot in part due to Will Fuller just blowing up at an insane rate this weekend holy hell that was crazy uh Deshaun Watson and him are going to go back and forth. There's really no doubt in my mind who the highest scoring fantasy two players should be. It's going to be Mahomes or it's going to be Watson. They're going to go back and forth all day. Bad defenses, great arms, and not great pass rushers on either side. So I imagine both those guys are going to light scoreboards up for your fantasy team and real life. A one o'clock game this Sunday. Cannot wait to watch that one. Should be fantastic. Right after them though, and in fact, I'm going to even put them in the same tier That's Lamar Jackson facing Cincinnati. What a pathetic defense. We've seen what Lamar Jackson can do in the get-right matchups like Miami, five touchdowns. I mean, the guy has been over 20 fantasy points in nearly every single week outside a handful, outside a smattering. I do want to pull up real quick one of my favorite tools, and I'll shout them out. That's Fantasy Pro's matchup calendar. It gives us a deep dive. Now, those first couple defenses we know are pathetic, but if there's some you know sit-start decisions that are a little bit trickier, a little tougher to sift through, I love checking out this calendar. So take a look at the matchup calendar here. Uh, We're in week six. So, you know, Houston, ninth most points. Kansas City, 11th most points. Cincy, eighth most points. And then you got Matt Ryan facing Arizona, giving up the fourth most points. He's going to be my fourth quarterback as well, just because I think the Cardinals, they can keep it uh, contested this entire game. Uh, They can make it tight. And that's when Matt Ryan's going to have to keep that air under the ball. I think between him and uh, Kyler Murray should be a 
nice shootout style game. Not far off is Russell Wilson, although I will say he's a risk in games where they could kill teams. And right now, Cleveland doesn't even have a pulse. What a pathetic, you know, shocking turn of events here in Cleveland. The, the most hyped team I think we've seen in recent memory. Baker has just completely flat out sucked. There's no two ways around it. The guy regressed way more than I would have ever imagined. He has, you know, Freddie Kitchens there, the guy that helped squeeze the best possible games out of him. Then you get Todd Munkin, an air raid guru who helped Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick fall people combine for the league leading passing yards, but it's not translating there. Uh, so I don't know what's going on. I have no answers here. It just sucks. It's absolutely horrendous. Uh, and it's unfortunate for all owners of anybody in the Cleveland offense, but it also is unfortunate for guys like Russell Wilson, who could be, should be in shootout style games and probably won't be, unfortunately. Uh, so I'm going to keep him bumped down a little bit. Same idea with Brady. I mean, you know, the Giants present a great opportunity, but if they're killing them, they're just going to bleed the clock. They're just going to run it out. So that's, you know, the risk of quarterbacks in these weak matchups. In fact, I like Dak Prescott a little bit more than all these guys, a little higher. Uh, number five at quarterback, 28 points this week, even in one of the worst games uh, of his career. Three interceptions. He still managed to get it done in over, uh, you know, the garbage time, tons of scores. I loved what I saw in the Jets. Jets do get um, Sam Donald back, which could keep that game a little more competitive there. Uh, maybe it becomes a back-and-forth fest, which would be huge for all fantasy parties involved. I think that's right around where I'll cut this tier off, though. Uh, right with Tom Brady, again, that matchup with the Giants. Kirk Cousin thrown for over 300 yards. Uh, so I, I'm definitely a fan of seeing what he does. What's up, Austin? Thanks for coming in. I appreciate you tuning in almost every night, man. That's a loyal Wolfpack member right there. Uh, and I just want to shout out everybody tuning in. If you don't mind giving this a share, if you have any fans fantasy football groups you're in that you can drop it in, uh, liking and sharing, commenting, all of that stuff helps us beyond world. So if we've helped you at all, uh, give us a hand too and, and consider sharing it, consider giving this a like and whatnot. It's awesome and we really greatly appreciate it. Um, and of course, get your set start questions in. That's what part of the broadcast is why I go live. I don't post at it because I want to get your questions as we go. I want to be interactive. So keep the comments, questions, and ideally some shares uh, for us would mean the world. Thank you guys. Tunes, welcome to the show. Great to see you, brother. I appreciate it. Let's keep moving with our quarterbacks. I'm not putting Aaron Rodgers any higher than like 14 or 15. The guy only has one game on the year over uh, 230 yards, and that was against Philly, one of the worst secondaries in the league. Detroit, what are they giving up against uh, quarterbacks here? Aaron Rodgers, so 13th most points, so pretty good matchup for the kid. But still, you know, is Devontae Adams going to play? What's that weapons cabinet like? And Detroit, I know, is much more vulnerable against the run. I believe the fifth most points to running backs, and we'll shout out Aaron Jones in a second. Holy hell, four touchdowns and almost 50 fantasy points. What a day for that kid. Uh, but they, Aaron Rodgers, what I loved about him, one of the first times I've ever heard him be a team-first guy was he said, I've got all the stats I need in my career. I'm just about wins, and if this is the way we win, that's how we do it. And Aaron Jones was clearly the right offensive engine for that team. Uh, so that was amazing to see. But that also means Aaron Rodgers, in terms of his fantasy output, should not be relied upon uh, too consistently. Now let's keep going here down the list. 
Goff, San Fran. I mean, that D-line is unbelievable. And that offensive line for the Rams is scary. Could be a shootout-style game. Goff definitely does his damage. I mean, we saw 517 yards or whatever it was just a couple weeks ago. I'm looking down the list. Is there anyone I like a little more? I don't hate Kirk Cousins. I know the guy is a bag of dirt. He only has you know one 300-yard day on the season. I know they're one of the run-heaviest teams. But the only way to beat the Eagles with one of the stoutest D-lines in the league is through the air, through the pass game. And they are pathetic in the secondary, maybe the worst in the league outside of maybe Arizona. Uh, Kirk Cousins, as much as I hate the guy, this week a very, very viable stream option. Uh, clearly top 10 in my opinion. That's uh, scary. The words coming out of my mouth make me shudder a little bit, but ultimately could be a nice play. I do like Matty Stafford. I think he's been a lot better than he gets credit for. I know Rivers is off, you know, one of those unforgivable style duds, but the guy is so consistent almost every single week. I think he deserves your forgiveness. I think Pittsburgh, you know, let's double check. What are they giving against the you know, 22nd most points? Not a juicy matchup by any means. Uh, looking down the list here, who else could we exploit in terms of matchups? As we mentioned, you know, Kirk Cousins getting that Eagles secondary. It says 17th most points. That can't be right. That's, you know, they've been just getting bombed week in and week out. I don't love Dalton against Baltimore. Tough defense. Uh, Green Bay for Stafford, only the 26 most points, but we did see Dak leading that comeback charge. So I think Stafford could be viable. Not going to be Breeze this week. Could be the Teddy Bridgewater show. Cam Newton not going to be there. Going to be Kyle Allen against Tampa Bay, but that's a viable option as well. Gardner Minshew against New Orleans. Could we have a little Minshew mania this week? Guy got his first 20-point fantasy day, uh, so could get it done for you as a potential QB1. What's up, Sal? Thanks for tuning in, my guy. Corey Wilkes asking, should I handcuff Chase Edmonds if I'm a David Johnson owner? Wonderful question, Corey, and absolutely you should. Uh, The back injury is spazzing up on him. He played through it on Sunday, but as I preached on the Monday night broadcast, that guy, you know, the adrenaline's flowing. You're in the middle of the game. It's easier to kind of fight through those things. The real pain often does not hit until the next day. Now, I'm no doctor. I don't know the exact science behind it all, but just from my playing days, you know, something flares up in the game, you just don't even think about it. You tape it up and you get back out there, but now that back has some time, it's reportedly locked out on the guy. That doesn't sound great, and I'm a David Jones sign over myself, and fucking asswipe Nate picked up Chase Edmonds in our league this week. So I don't even have that option, but if I'm his owner, yes, I am 100% going in to get his handcuff because that role is so valuable. Yes, DJ's a beast, you know, over 150 yards and back-to-back weeks, total yards, that is, but the role is part of why that's so valuable, especially the passing game usage. So Chase Edmonds, if he is out, if David Johnson is out, would be a top 12 running back play just because the sheer volume. And the guy looks great in his limited touches, 68 yards and a touchdown too. Uh, So I'm a big fan of Chase Edmonds if Johnson's out and you have to own him either way. In terms of these guys, you know, how to sift through them all, there's really, you know, after these top eight, it gets ugly and it gets ugly pretty fast. Again, Kirk Cousins, a top 10 guy in my opinion this week. Carolina, you know, James Winston's going to throw his picks, but he's also at home. Uh, so, you know, the upside is there for a 300-yard couple score day. I cut these top 13 off. I'm going to move Minshew, though, right up to the towards the top of here. And clearly, again, Aaron Rodgers, a little bit lower on than most, and they do give up the 13th most points. Devontae Adams will have a lot to say about that. Now, if Adams is active, I'm going to feel a lot better about Rodgers. He's going to get right into this tier. But until I know that, I cannot play him in full confidence, in full faith. 
looking down this list, you know, Bridgewater against Jacksonville used to be an intimidating matchup, but giving up the 14th most points to signal callers, that defense is abysmal when Ramsey doesn't play. That will be a huge deciding factor on how streamable is Teddy Bridgewater. I'm assuming Ramsey's not going to play because he's continuing to try to throw a a trade out there. Uh, Four touchdown day, huge effort in the last week. And if that becomes a back and back uh, fourth game between him and Minshew, could be a very viable option. Otherwise, you know, Mayfield has to hit your bench at this point. What an ugly, abysmal game. Maybe this is the week he gets it together, but until I see it, I'm not putting him back in my lineup. Another streamer, a guy that you could potentially use, would be Kyle Allen. I am going to bump Jimmy G up. Uh, you know, 180 yards, two scores this week, nothing thrilling. But against a Rams team that can put up a lot more points uh, and make this a little more competitive, let's see how many points the Rams are giving up. You know, 18th most points. But we saw Wilson bomb these guys, not nearly as intimidating as they had been to start the year. Uh, so that's how I kind of round out my top QBs. And after those guys, you know, it's truly just a hell. You know, you're not playing Mariota against a tough Denver defense, or hopefully not at least. Uh, and is there any viable streams down here? You know, let me get Sam Darnold a little love. It's confirmed the guy is going to start, is going to play. Uh, I'd rather have him than any of these other names out here. And someone to stash if you're in trouble at QB. Makes nice throws. Uh, and he's got a good weapons cabinet around him. I'm happy to see him back, especially for all the people. Uh, you know, Jamison Crowders, Robbie Anderson's around him. That's the QBs, though. Ask me any sit-start questions around QBs as I move to the next position. Goff or Crabclaw Winston. <laughs> I love the name, Tien uh, Nugent. I, I go Goff, just a little bit safer. Winston's facing a tough Carolina defense that you know, forces a ton of turnovers. I think that's going to be a great play this week. Carolina's defense, uh, pick six, definitely coming for those guys. So Goff at home. Uh, San Fran, definitely a tough D-line that's going to get to him because their offensive line has been just about abysmal all year. But still, Crab Claw, you saw him kind of crap his pants and the the Crab Claw diarrhea could be dripping down the leg yet again this week. Would not be shooting myself to go in. Brandon Cooks or Emmanuel Sanders, half PPR. Well, first, Sal, we got to figure out, is Cooks even playing? He's in concussion protocol right now. And honestly, I don't think he's going to be out there. So that one can be answered for you. And even if he is out there, I feel myself kind of leaning Emmanuel Sanders. Granted, San Fran's secondary is nothing special, but that D-line has been destroying quarterbacks and offensive lines. I'd be nervous about how much time Goff is going to have to sit back there and pick him apart. Corey asking, should we sell high on Nick Chubb now or wait closer to Hunt returns or keep him all together? Really depends. I don't hate the idea of him as a sell high, but he's so talented, and the early reports are suggesting that Chubb is going to be a mere uh, change of pace back, probably playing that, you know, that what's that role? Who even the fuck the guy? Hilliard, whoever the guy is. I don't think he's going to be seeing too, too much more of a role than him. Granted, if Hunt came in and just started tearing it up, they would have to switch things in fast order, and, and you know, Chubb, and Hunt is definitely capable of that. But ultimately, I'm probably holding Chubb. The schedule is going to ease up. Let's kind of look at the fantasy schedule for guys like Baker. Where is Baker Mayfield? Should you buy low on him? I mean, I say it's about to ease up, and then you look. San Fran, Seattle, mm, bye week, and then three of the toughest four defenses you could possibly face. It's going to get a lot harder before it gets easier. And then, the, the, you know, the stretch run of your season, those last one, two, three, four, five weeks, and if you play 17 because you're a moron, then, you know, you get you know, four or five juicy matchups in those last five to six weeks. But ultimately, you have a tough, tough slate. Uh, I don't know if it's as hard for running backs, but Baker Mayfield, you know, I'd love to recommend him as a buy low. It doesn't seem like it's going to be getting any easier for that guy. Let's look at the 
let's look ahead at the matchup calendar for running backs, though, on preview kind of week six and, and get these guys sorted through. I'll get to Chubb's matchup calendar, Corey. Uh, and as we're getting ready for the running backs, again, uh, any type of commentary, shares, likes, it all helps us greatly, especially shares if you're in any fantasy football advice groups or things like that. Uh, you know, we've got a guy like Diego who dropped these and suddenly our views would go from 12 to like 30 and double in traffic. So if you're able to help us like our guy Diego did, and I don't know where you are, Diego, come back. We miss you. Uh, any type of shares and comments. We don't want you to, you know, get go to your league mates because we want to win you your league. But if you can know anybody that you, you could comment in and get into the broadcast with us, uh, it'd be fantastic. Any help like that is much appreciated. Let's keep rolling. I mean, is there any doubt who's going to be number one and number one alone? Christian McCaffrey, 175 total yards in three straight. The guy is the definition of a fantasy cheat code. Nobody's coming close to him. Uh, And at this point, it's just disturbing what this guy is doing to defenses. I have Kamara just a little bit higher than Zeke. Zeke's been meh. Like, surprisingly, not all that great this year. Uh, Ultimately, you know, he's getting touchdowns. He's getting some yards. The Jets aren't anything formidable. Their D-line is nothing special. So I could see that offense generating a decent amount of push, especially with Tyron Smith expected back in the lineup. Uh, It was nice to see that offense put up points even with him out of the lineup. Quick swig of water. But it's been disappointing how Zeke's been. And part of that is, you know, Dak's ascension. The guy's been throwing a ton of red zone touches, uh, touchdowns. He's been running it a lot more in the red zone too. So ultimately, that's obviously having a, a hamper effect on Zeke. Now, could that balance out? And the guy's go, he's due for, you know, a two to three touchdown day. Could easily come against the Jets. Uh, Dalvin Cook facing Philly, that's a tough D-line. So you know what? I'll, I'll bump Zeke up to my RB3. Um, I'm trying to see, you know, let's look at this calendar here and try to pick out the best matchups for you. Yeah, so Philly 28th, Tampa Bay is shockingly giving out the 30th points right there. That is pathetic. I I had no clue. That D-line, they did make a concerted effort to beef it up, but you're not stopping McCaffrey at any point. You know, he's still the man, the absolute monster, the legend himself. But as you see here, Jacksonville giving up the fifth most points to running backs. Uh, They've been particularly vulnerable to pass catchers, so that's why I have Kamara all the way up here at, um, oops, up here at two. I could totally see a 30-point day coming. He's long overdue. We haven't seen one of those explosions in quite some time. Uh, Nick Chubb against Seattle, 21st, but you know they, they give up touchdowns on the ground. We saw Gurley pound in two last week. Barkley not going to play. Uh, would be a tough matchup anyway, so it's good they're going to rest him, get him fully healthy before that matchup against them. Atlanta's shockingly not quite as pathetic. Last year, they're giving up the most points to running backs. Haven't been quite as funnel of a defense to the running back, but still a decent amount of reception. So Johnson could and should be a play, but you're seeing here a lot of tough matchups for your tough running, uh, your top running backs. So maybe one of those weeks on DraftKings where you're streaming more so the wide receivers. Uh, you're more intrigued in those top tier options when you're paying up rather than in the running back position, and you're going to see some nice matchups. You know, Aaron Jones, Dem- Detroit giving up the fourth most points right there. Uh, Denver giving up the sixth most for Derrick Henry. Those are a couple guys that are about to get big bumps in the rankings. Do I dare rank Aaron Jones ahead of Dalvin Cook? think I might. I mean, the guy, four touchdown day. We don't know Jamal Williams' status, but if he can put up four touchdowns against that linebacking crew of the Cowboys, what are they going to do against Detroit? I absolutely love Aaron Jones, and like I said, Derrick Henry, a fantastic play. Now, I'm not going to get so cute and put him with Dalvin Cook, 
But ultimately, a uh, a wonderful play this week. Ultimately, an RB one. That's a game. You know, the, the Derrick Henry, such a game flow guy. This is a Derrick Henry steamroll type of effort. Getting up on that team early and pounding out the clock against a sixth worst ranked uh, defense against the run could easily be a big day for him. Uh, let's continue looking at the matchups though, just to get you a, a very clear picture. I do like a Le'Veon Bell bounce back now facing Dallas this week. Uh, that could be a great spot for him. He's had tough matchups all year, and he's still done regularly, you know, decently well. Let's look at his game logs here in half PPR. Been as high touch as ever, about 17 carries and like six to eight targets a week, scoring you know 20, 16, 8, 12 in tough matchups. He might be the ultimate buy low, in my opinion. When you look ahead, tough matchup next week against New England, but then it's literally the definition of gravy. Jacksonville, Miami, Giants, Washington, Oakland, Cincy, Miami. I mean, that is an absurd. So if you're looking to buy low, look right at Le'Veon Bell right now. An insane slate of games coming up for this guy. And I know we had a question about Chubb and if we should buy low, sell high. So his schedule, you know, as tough as it is against the pass, actually looks pretty nice to the running back here. You're going to have your bye week to deal with for Nick Chubb next week. Then you're going to have New England who's going to shut his ass out. But then after that, you're looking at Denver, sixth most points. Miami's on there. Cincy, Pittsburgh giving up a ton of running back points, even though they're tougher against the pass. Uh, Buffalo, you can score upon. And then even in your playoffs, you know, Baltimore not as intimidating as you'd think. So, Corey, uh, you know, until Hunt gets there, you're going to have some juicy matchups for Chubb. And my guess is it's one of those it ain't broke, don't fix it type of situations. And the guy continues to roll. Let's get to some of your questions. I know I've been kind of ignoring those and I don't mean to. Uh, Corey Wilkes, we picking up Gerald Everett on waiver wire this week? 100%. I mean, what an athletic freak. The measurables are all there. And he is deadly after the catch. Did you see the way that guy can move with the seam so wide open because you got three other dangerous weapons on the outside? Uh, Gerald Everett has to be a priority if you're desperate at tight end between him and then also Chris Herndon. I love having them both on my team. Herndon more so as the stash. Let's see if he's active. Let's see how he looks uh, in game action. He's been sitting out you know, the last six weeks, but ultimately he had a great rapport with Sam Darnold, scored four touchdowns last year, averaged eight points per game after the first two weeks where he was a non-factor. The guy can get it done at the tight end position, and everybody talked about him taking a big sophomore leap as a true every-down threat. His blocking ability is what separates him. You can put him on the field at every play. You can disguise run plays and hit him on the, you know, the play action and all that down the seams. So I really do like Chris Herndon as well. But yeah, Gerald Everett, I mean, 19 targets in the last two weeks was the number uh, two target behind only Cooper Cup last week. Very athletic guy. Definitely a fan of picking up. Austin saying, got Cook, Kamara, and Jones. Need OBJ to get it going. That's stable though. Holy hell, Austin. You probably are still doing pretty decent even without OBJ being OBJ. Uh, So that's fantastic to see. Well done. Blink Clegg, I drafted OJ Howard. He's quickly becoming my second favorite OJ. That's a fantastic comment. Link, if you're willing to send in a hate cut, if you're cutting this guy, I will absolutely post it right on everywhere, all over our socials. Uh, so Hate Cut Tuesdays, I just did it for Tyler Eifert. Check out our Instagram if you missed it. But we'd love to feature some of you guys hate cutting people, or at least get in the wine line, fitrosaryjournal.com slash wine line, and start bitching about these fucking losers. OJ Howard, my good God, what an absolute bag of dirt. Uh, but yeah, you, you know, Cleveland, 29th most points. 
is that real though? I mean, we just saw what Matt Breida and that defense did. So I'm going to keep, you know, Chris Carson right up here with my RB1s. The guy was an absolute horse against the Rams this week. Leonard Fournette, you know, New Orleans Rundy is legit in my opinion. I do think this tier needs to be cut up just a little bit, but where do you draw that line? I mean, I think all these guys are those like quality RB1s, and these would be the last of your RB1s, although Mark Ingram, in my opinion, has to be higher. Uh, let's look at where, you know, Cincy, I know they're giving up a ton of touchdowns, number two points to, to running backs. So Mark Ingram, the real deal, absolutely has to be higher in your, your um, rankings this week. I think he's going to go for three scores. Uh, Mark Ingram could be a great fantasy play. Um, here we go. Mark Ingram, let's get him bumped up to, yeah, above Dalvin Cook. Again, not my favorite week for Dalvin Cook. That Philly D-line has been ferocious. I think they're going to eat up the Vikings offensive line. You still obviously are using him, but you know, you're know you seeing some guys creep in above him that might not normally be there, including Mark Ingram. My 4 5 Six right there at running back. A strange week for running backs, indeed. Uh, where is Gurley on here? What's San Fran? The, the least amount of points. And that's not shocking. That D-line has been monstrous all year. Uh, so that is scary. You know, Gurley could still plumble into the end zone, but I'm not a fan of playing him at all. In fact, you know, Le'Veon Bell, as I just talked about, a guy I could see really bouncing back this week. I'm going to bump him up a bit more. Sam Donald returns. Again, buy low on Le'Veon Bell while you can. This guy has a great slate of games for the rest of season, uh, and he's been getting it done against tougher defenses without Donald there. When that threat returns and when they can start pushing the ball deep with their uh, speedy wide receivers, I'm going to be all about that. Carry on Johnson, a great matchup too. Green Bay giving up, uh, I believe, the fourth most points. Let's double check that. Where are you, Green Bay and Carry on Johnson? Your third most points, stand corrected. And this guy saw 26 carries last week. Bump him right up. Uh, so this this RB you know pool is getting much deeper in terms of RB ones. Uh, just not the usual suspects like Talvin Cook, uh, Nick Chubb, tougher matchup. Chris Carson, you know, after what Cleveland had done to them by San Fran and Matt Breida, I I don't have any worries about what Chris Carson could do this week. Now we're getting into the more RB2 style tier. There's no way I'd ever have Eckler uh, below Joe Mixon, that bag of shit. So Eckler is such a high volume receiving role, although are they going to really need him against Pittsburgh? Face it, you know, what's the dude's name? Daryl Hodges is the quarterback there. It, it might not be an Eckler style game. This might be where you get Melvin Gordon going again. Where is he? There you are, Melvin Gordon. I sense a Melvin Gordon style script here this week. Oh man, it's going to thin out pretty fast at running back. Uh, Sony Michelle, a good bet against the Giants with no weapons around uh, the, the Giants offense. The ball is going to be in the the Patriots' hands pretty much this entire game. I expect them to just be bleeding clock. Uh, I think this is a great matchup for Sony Michelle. I'd probably have him in there above Todd Gurley. What are the Chargers doing against the run? Let's find out quick for you guys so we can see where to have James Conner. 14th most, so nothing intimidating. And then you got Jalen Samuels going on IR today. Or not IR, but expected to miss at least a month. So that means James Conner is locked into that every down role. So I'm going to bump him up a bit 
to running back 13. Definitely a decent bet for a touchdown, although you, you do have to contend with the fact that he's got his third-string quarterback now, so this offense is far from a guarantee. Uh, definitely got to be nervous that they just get completely stuffed, but Chargers have been generous to running backs, as you can see there. Oh, nice freeze frame on my face here. I got to get a screenshot of this one. That's probably the worst face I think I've ever made on a broadcast. Um, all right, folks, let's continue on here. Philly Lindsay has been getting it done. I'd probably rather have him than Mixon, but that's where I draw the line here. Let's get a tier. This is like your last RB2s, you know, high-end RB2s. I, I keep mixing in there, you know, fresh off his most yards of the year. I can see him getting it going. Let's get to some of your questions. I see a lot more have been coming in here. Corey Wilkes, I know this doesn't get talked about enough, but have you looked at the best defense to own in the playoffs? I haven't. Um, and defenses fluctuate so much, but if you want me to give you a quick look at it, let's pull up the matchup calendar. Again, this is why it's one of my favorite tools out there. Um, oops, wrong tool. Let's go to the matchup calendar and DST. And you can look here. At, you know, it tells you the, the points allowed. So we're looking at weeks 15, 16. Oh, my good God, the Patriots. Buffalo and Cincinnati in 15 and 16. Kansas City, obviously a tougher test, but that's insanity. These guys have been league winners to start the year. I mean, look at the cake matchups. Yeah, they've been feasting upon those. We can also look and you see, you know, Atlanta, I get that they're giving up the eighth most points, but that's still a good offense, so I'm not overly, you know, buying into that. It doesn't look like there's any other clear cut. You know, this is going by defense here. Uh, guys, this is a juicy slate. Who's What team is this? Oh, the Ravens. Look at that. Buffalo, New York, Jets, and Cleveland. So yeah, there you go, Corey, in terms of ju just a complete juice spot. The Baltimore Ravens have a great schedule for the playoffs. Uh, looks like this team right here, Arizona, Buffalo, New York, Jets, the Steelers, and they've been really getting off the pass at, uh, at the passer lately. That could be a good little stash, but... We're a little high of ourselves. Uh, let's stick to the running back position here. Robert Murnell asking, should I bench James Conner this week and put one of my wide receivers in flex? If so, which one? McLaurin, Cooks, Hardman, MVS. Also, Everett and Sanu are available on waiver wire. Grab one of them for the flex. You're not playing any of those guys over James Conner, Robert. Uh, the guy, as we just mentioned, Jalen Samuels now being out, really helps lock Conner into a... a higher volume role, every down threat, no vulture, anything of that nature. Maybe Snell takes a smattering of carries here and there, uh, but ultimately you have to feel fantastic about, let's kind of cut this tier off, James Conner as an RB1 this week. These guys, you know, the lowest end RB1s. But yeah, Connor, I think, is a good bet to find the end zone. Good bet to score. Link Clegg, I had flex play of the week with Fuller. Scored 100 plus from two players with CMC. Unbelievable effort from that guy, huh? Uh, ridiculous. That's what you get with Will Fuller. Some weeks that just, you know, make you just the most orgasmic owner in the league. And then he's just going to disappear for another like one point. But well job. Good done. Good job, Link. Getting him into your lineup this one week for sure. After him, you know, I like Damian Williams. How is the, uh, you know, Houston against the run here? Let's find out. Houston 17th most points, so middle of the pack. Nothing to, you know, be overly cautious or scared about. Um, 
Again, yes, Cincy for Mark Ingram. I don't know how he's ranked so low rest of season. He's been a monster in the run-heaviest offense. I get the last couple weeks, nothing special, but buy low on Mark Ingram if folks aren't believing in this guy. Starting this week, three-touchdown week coming against Cincinnati, calling it now. And on Johnson, RB20, uh, that's way too low for him. Devonta Freeman squaring off with Arizona, somehow giving up the 23rd on uh, 23rd most points, so not too bad for Arizona against the run. Lindsey getting a tougher test this week uh, against the you know, last week tore up the Chargers. Definitely a tougher matchup against ten- Tennessee. Eckler, as I already said, you know, going to catch a ton of balls, but I do think this could be more of a Melvin Gordon script with that that quarterback, third string quarterback. They're not going to need to throw the ball nearly as much. Um, just in terms of guys to you know, Brita, tons of points coming from the. The, the Rams there, and you know, him and Coleman, both fantastic plays every single week, in my opinion. Uh, you have to have these guys higher. Uh, I have Breida higher than Joe Mixon at this point. You know, you call, you know, the, the worry with Breida is that he doesn't score touchdowns, but neither does Mixon because his team fucking blows. So and Breida at least has the option to hit the home runs every now and again. I think Tevin Coleman as well looked fantastic in his return to action, looked faster than I've ever seen this guy. So I love Coleman. How could you not be a fan? Uh, both guys going for over 100 yards, and I don't think it's just a product of a bad Cleveland defense. They've only been giving up the 30th most points to running backs prior to that. I think this is more so this zone-blocking scheme is just so beautiful. They've gotten the right lineman. They've really bolstered it up. Uh, they got the right talents there at running back. I think both those guys, great bets every single week for at least 100 yards, uh, with Breida being my preferred option, but Coleman right at his heels now, uh, and a guy that I would love to have on my team. Love the, the return of him to action this week. Theo, what's going on? Glad to see you tuned in. I appreciate it, boss. Kyle Toons, Chris Carson's my RB1. Thompson, Williams, Ronald Jones for my RB2. I'm going to go Damian Williams there. As you see, I have him right here at RB24. He played slid right back into that kind of 60% of snaps role. Daryl Williams didn't have a single touch. So I was worried about Williams, uh, Damian, that is, losing the goal line role or this becoming a three-headed nightmare, and it wasn't. And Shady's looking worse and worse by the week. In fact, the coach called him out for poor pass protection, and in this offense, you can't let Patrick Mahomes get hit. So this, to me, seems like it could transition back to Damian Williams. That's the guy I'm leaning there. I don't hate Ronald Jones. I mean, he's been the touch leader there the last few weeks, but they're using, um, what's-his-face, fucking shitty-ass Peyton Barber at the stripe a whole lot more than I'd hoped for. Uh, He's quiet last week. As we predicted, this was a week to bench Jones. Carolina giving up the 15th most points, so middle of the pack. I can see why you'd want to use him, maybe the safest bet for volume. And Thompson, always a good bet for volume, and now he's facing Miami. Uh, is this full PPR tunes? Let me know. I think I still lean Damian Williams, but I could see the appeal of Chris Thompson. Um, how many points is that team giving up? You know, that shitty-ass Dolphins team. Why is he so low? The first most points to running backs. So, you know, this could be the week. I got to have AP a bit higher. Uh, the one time they might have a lead to bleed. I do think Chris Thompson could easily find the end zone. In fact, yeah, I'd probably play Thompson just given this matchup instead of Damian Williams. Uh, I'd love to see Damian Williams get it together before I go back all in on him. Corey Wilkes, are we Josh Jacobs believers? I am. I mean, 26 carries uh, against the toughest run defense in the league with the Bears 
and he just eats him up for, you know, 126, whatever it was, yards, two scores. I am, you know, a little annoyed that the receiving usage isn't going up when he's clearly so much more explosive and better than DeAndre Washington and Jalen Richard. But hopefully that comes with the bye week. The guy's the definition of a workhorse. And, uh, you know, as we look at that schedule, it looked like to me Josh Jacobs had some nice cake to feast upon coming up. Green Bay, third most. Detroit, fourth most. Cincy, you know, not a bottom 20 matchup in these next six weeks and a good playoff slate coming up as well. So, yeah, I, I love everything about the schedule, the talent, the usage. Josh Jacobs, definitely the guy. Yeah, full PPR, even more so a reason to go him. Uh, Theo, do you think Chase Edmonds worth picking up if I have an empty spot? Johnson's backup? Yeah, I mean, you have D- David Johnson. You have to have that handcuff. I think you must pick up, especially if you have an op- open spot. He should already be there then. You should have your number one insurance policy um, with Chase Edmonds. And this week, especially with the back flaring up, I hope David Johnson plays. I think he will. But, you know, you got to be cognizant of the fact that he might not play. And Edmonds, a great policy, uh, would slide right into that 20 to 30 touch role that we've been accustomed to with David Johnson. So yes, must be owned by David Johnson owners and probably should be owned by everybody uh, to block the David Johnson owners if you feel like being a D-bag and and whatnot. Shady McCoy, I'm going to keep dropping down. Not really a big fan of him, not a fan of the matchup, not a fan of the, the lower snaps, the usage. Just, he's fading pretty damn fast for me. Ah. And in terms of other guys, I would potentially start, you know, bump Chase Edmonds up. You could see he's just an increased role, even if Johnson plays. I like Ronald Jones a lot more than a lot of these guys. Jordan Howard's been a nice weekly touchdown bet. I could see Carlos Hyde having himself a nice day. We saw the script this week with Marlon Mack. Pound your running back to get up the six most points to RBs. Uh, but then again, if it becomes a shootout-style game, Duke Johnson's going to have a ton of upside. Uh, so I'm going to bump all those guys up. And I do like Ito Smith sneaking in a bunch of touches these days. Uh, so I'm going to bump him in there. Let's cut this tier off, and then I'll look at the bottom barrel and see if there's any kind of Hail Marys down there. Worth a toss-out. You know, Kenyon Drake, maybe he's a guy that you could finally use this week. I was hoping he'd get traded during the, the bye week, but nope. Washington's still very generous to running backs, and this might be the one game where Drake can get free. He's targeted a lot last week, so I could see some upside there with him. Mostert, I have no interest in now with Coleman back. Really, none of these guys. You're not going to play Malcolm Brown. He's not going to score a touchdown. He ha- he's lost that role to Gurley, so his appeal has evaporated. I could see Latavius Murray pounding one in. So, you know, when you're getting this late, same with uh, you know, the Ty Johnson, the, gr- the pass catching back there for the Lions. He scored a couple touchdowns this year in Green Bay, very generous to running backs. So I could see Ty Johnson potentially finding the end zone. When you're going this deep down, you're just looking for guys that could potentially score. Burkhead, certainly an option if he plays this week, uh, could find the end zone as well. And other than that, the running back position, you know, I got to just mention Elijah Penny because no one else is there for the Giants. He's facing New England, so my guess is he's going to get like 25 yards and do jack shit. But a starting running back's a starting running back, so you could potentially use him. Other than that, Nobody I'm really, you know, reaching for out on this one here. Let's kind of cut this off. And maybe Penny. 
does anything different. So worth using him on waiver wire though, uh, says Theo. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what claim you have, but I would definitely use a pickup to get that guy as an insurance policy to David Johnson. There are intriguing options this week, like Gerald Everett at tight end if you need a tight end, Chris Herndon at tight end. Another interesting name, I've seen Hunter Henry, you know, 60% available in leagues. He's a guy you could potentially look at, uh, stash for tight end help. This is definitely a tight end waiver wire week. Not a whole lot of wide receivers, not a whole lot of streamers at that position. Um, I, I would be stashing my handcuff with very few options. Chris Thompson's E. Sanders or Ridley at flex. I'm leaning Thompson there. Uh, I, I think the matchup against Miami is just too juicy. I think he's the best bet for a touchdown. Uh, let me just remember, though, who are is Denver facing? Um, we'll get there to the wide receivers right now, Mitchell, so I'll double-check that one for you as we get to wide receivers here. Uh, and just as that's switching over and I'm waiting for this to load... If you haven't downloaded our app yet, Roto Street Journal on your app store, we have tons of stock watches getting churned out. These rankings will be nice and clean laid out in there for you. Uh, so tons of great content on the app. Would appreciate a download. Uh, and again, if you're watching this live and you have groups you can drop this in or people you can share it with, we want to keep growing. We want this to be our full-time thing someday. And the support of the Wolfpack is how we get there. So thanks so much for tuning in. That you know that obviously means the world just that you're here with us today on a Tuesday. But even more so if you're willing to share it out uh, and comment and send some people to our way, uh, even better. So much appreciated, guys, on that front. Uh, Jared Cook been okay the last few weeks. Let's get to the tight ends in a few, Austin. But he actually has a really juicy schedule coming up, so I'm glad you brought his name up. Jeremiah, what's up, my man? What's your thoughts on Walker? Do you mean Delaney Walker? Uh, I'll get to tight ends in a few. we got to get to wide receivers. Eh, maybe we can just fly through our tight ends real quick for you guys uh, since that's where the, the questions are coming in. I don't want to leave you hanging. Uh, hopefully you're hanging out for the broadcast with us anyways. But let's kind of look at tight end. You know, you got Travis Kelsey locked in, but I will admit the guy hasn't been anything all that special this year. I mean, he's consistent. He gets the targets. He's old, runs wide open for the first few drives, and then he's just kind of disappearing and getting quiet. I'm trying to think of the, the game logs. I want those that little note thing to pop up so we can look at that real quick with you. Um, I, I don't know if he's top 10 points yet. He's been just, you know, getting quiet yardage, but not doing anything all that special. And Houston's been very good against the tight end. Is you know, one of these other guys, Ertz, facing Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's been sneakily bad against the tight end. So I'm surprised it says 19 there. Maybe they had a couple um, options. Let's see here. So half PPR. What has Travis Kelsey been doing exactly? I don't think it's been anything... Yeah, 10, 20, 12, 12, 9. So yeah, I guess you're pretty damn consistent for your tight end position with such a, a flyer. But look, you know, only one tight touchdown on the year. The guy's been relatively quiet uh, outside his usual smashing and that of, of Oakland. And now he gets Houston, 29th most points to tight end. Still, you know, always a bet for the end zone. So you can't rank him too lowly. Let's get out of him, though, and look at some of these matchups that we have in Week 6. I know that uh, Mark Andrews, since he only 23rd, that seems surprising. They're going to get the ball moved on him. Austin Hooper facing Arizona could have a field day. They were giving up 23 points to tight ends. Tyler Eifert ruined that this week, getting only two. But I still think Hooper is going to be in a great spot, a multi-touchdown threat. 
I'm going to move him up to my tight end two this week, folks. Uh, he's been a beast. Uh, tight end four, I think, in fantasy as it is. 11 targets just a couple weeks ago. Hasn't been below eight fantasy points, and now he gets the softest matchup in the league. Give me the hoop all day long. I like the Ertz against Minnesota. We've seen them get beaten by tight ends with any type of talent this year. Uh, this seems like a reasonable spot to cut the tight end position off there. Uh, what are your thoughts on Walker, Disley, or Everett? Are your other options? I like Disley. Uh, I mean, the guy has been very consistent, and uh, you know, Russell Wilson's clearly looking his way, not just in the red zone, but all over the field. So I would go uh, Disley there, even though I do like Everett and the, the role. I like owning them both. I'm going to go Disley there. Uh, my thoughts on Delaney Walker are the guy's kind of a douchebag, uh, especially in a tough matchup. There's no real point to roll him out there in a gross attack. And against Denver, we saw him disappear against Buffalo. I told you guys to cut him or at worst, you know, at least bench the guy. Denver, similarly tough against the tight end. Uh, I don't expect him to do much this week. I'd be looking at other options like Gerald Everett, like Chris Herndon on the waiver wire this week. So I'm going to bump Gerald Everett above some of these guys, above Jimmy Graham. Uh, Detroit, how are they against tight ends? Let's look here. Uh, 24th most points. Uh-huh. Great. Greg Olson getting the second most points. That's why he's as high as he is. Um, Will Disley facing Cleveland, 17th most points. Middle of the pack. The guy gets it done. Uh, just look at this guy's game logs. The fifth highest scoring tight end right now. 20, 15, 15, 11. Holy shit. Yeah, you, you can't bench Disley as good as Everett looked. Disley's been much more locked in, much more consistent. Uh, throughout the entire year, so he's he's a great option this week. I'm surprised to see Herndon down here this low. Uh, it seems like he's the expert's kind of darling, and he gets a good matchup against Dallas, if I'm not mistaken. I think Dallas has given up the second most points, thir- or third most points to tight ends. Herndon, uh, 10 most points, maybe not as high as I expected, but still, that's a, that's a generous team uh, with Donald coming back. I feel great about Herndon coming right in and making a, a quick fantasy impact. So I like using him. I'll cut this tier off right here. O.J. Howard, as you know, Link Clegg already alluded to, a complete bag of dirt. Um, we got a question about Jared Cook. Jacksonville, what are they giving up against the tight end? As a whole, that pass defense has been bad. Have they been bad against the tight end? Where is fucking... Who are we looking at again? Oh my god, I'm zoned out for a second. Uh, Jared Cook. Where are you, Jared Cook? Uh, there you are. 20th most points, so... Eh. I, I mean, you look at the schedule, and I do like the fact uh, that Jared Cook has some very soft matchups. Arizona coming up in a couple weeks. Atlanta, very soft. Tampa Bay. So he's got a good schedule, but I wouldn't use him right now if I if I didn't have to. Uh, do you think Eckler's going to keep his value with Gordon truly back in the mix? Flex Eckler, Thompson, or Brita? Ah, that gets tricky. The first part of the question, I do think he maintains value, Patrick James. Uh, one, just you saw the receiving value still there with Gordon here this week. 15 catches, a team, you know, franchise record there. 15 catches was how involved he is. They have really just such a weak receiving core. Uh, He's got such a rapport with Philly Rivers that I definitely see him maintaining that third down role. Uh, When they get down early, he's going to be that two-minute guy, that, you know, game script, yeah, a little bit game script dependent, but 
whereas Melvin Gordon has always been that three-down horse, this year it seems like you know those third downs, those passing situations belong to Eckler, as they should. The guy's a beast. He's been thriving. They, you still use him at the goal line. So yeah, I think Eckler is going to stay valuable uh, throughout the year. And in, in terms of that flex question, you got a gr- bunch of great options. I think Eckler's the best talent. Uh, Brita has looked so good, though, and now gets the Rams, it, giving up the eighth most points to running backs. Am I leaning him or Eckler? I think I lean Eckler. I continue to ride him, although game flow this week for Eckler might not be so pretty. Ah, oh, man, and Thompson gets the Dolphins. That's a really fucking hard question there. My gut just reading it says Brita, to be honest. All right, let's keep looking here uh, at the tight end position. So week six, you got the Chargers giving up a ton of points to your tight end, but is Vance you know, trustable at all? What did he do this first week? Five points, Mech. I guess it's better than you know the two that he got the week before. But Vance McDance is not doing anything uh, this year, so I'm not a huge fan of him. Hawkinson, Green Bay, tough against the the tight end there. The, Detroit, so shockingly good. OJ Howard in another tough spot, so it's a tough week at tight end. Uh, I'm just scrolling down here. You know, Hunter Henry has not been ruled out. He could be an immediate plug and play. San Fran giving up the 31st most points. So as much as I like Everett, maybe this isn't the week to use him. I have to decide between him and Herndon this week in matchup-wise. The the play would be Herndon. So we'll see there. Uh, but Everett's been such an athletic freak that you know maybe the matchups don't uh, ultimately help him out. Whom has a better schedule for the year, Herndon or Hawkinson? Have both. Let's take a quick peek. I believe Herndon's is pretty damn soft, though. As we looked with Sam Darnold and those wide receivers, uh, it, it was pathetic. So Herndon gets Dallas 10th. New England tough matchup next week. But then, yeah, look at that cake. 7th, 9th, 5th, 7th. So a couple tough ones mixed in there, but plenty of cream puffs, too. Whereas Hawkinson, you know, again, after Green Bay, not really a ton hole intimidating there. Mostly top 15 or so matchup. So both... Relatively similar slates there, uh, Mitchell Chavez. So at that point, you're just kind of stashing them both. It looks like they alternate pretty decently too, uh, in terms of the matchups. It, you know, one's easy, one's you know you, you can find the the other on the the starting uh, wire there. Jeremiah Moore I traded Eckler for Olson Mack, uh, it, oh, Eckler and Olson for Mack and Sutton. Good trader, no, I like it, especially you know Mack. Operating as that every down horse, that offensive line is just monstrous. And then Sutton, to me, seems like an every week wide receiver too. Uh, He's been double digits in all but one week. Uh, Very involved in this offense. And if Sanders goes, that's even more targets. Now granted, that means more attention too. And we saw last year that did not mean good things for Sutton. But he seems to have taken that next step. Very physical after the catch. Uh, Very speedy, can get deep. So I like the trade. You know, Olsen has been a complete nothing. And Eckler, as much as I just talked about how he's going to probably maintain that receiving role, a lot less clear volume than Marlon Mack. So I think that's a win, Jeremiah. Nice trade there. Ultimately, let's wrap up these tight ends. Uh, you know, Witten against the Jets, probably a fair bet for anything. But, I mean, we've gotten into ugly, ugly territory. I'm looking at Hail Marys here. Is there anyone that strikes a chord? I'd rather have Vance than, you know, Cook. Probably over O.J. Howard. What a bag of fucking shit he is. Uh, In terms of anybody out here, is it Fells? Is it Aikens? You don't know who that is. For the Texans, we don't really have a clear-cut guy there. I mean, Hail Mary, sprinkle. <laughs> sprinkle. 
I literally just recommended a dude named Sprinkle. Holy fucking hell. Uh, I haven't even done any fucking edibles or anything today. My good God, Jeremy Sprinkle. Facing Miami, though. I mean, anyone against Miami has a shot to score. Uh, but hopefully, you don't have to put a creature named Sprinkle into your fucking lineups. I will say, Fant, uh, Tennessee's been so generous to the tight end. They've given up a touchdown to a tight end every single week. So he has some streaming upside. Yeah, I'll even put him above Vance McDonald. I'll even put him above Jason Witten, a very athletic freak. We saw him catch a screen and rip it just a couple weeks ago against the Chargers. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like Noah Fant to, to potentially make some noise this week. Let's hit wide receiver now. Uh, and, again, keep any questions coming in. I love evaluating these trades for you guys. I love looking at the rest of season. Slate. <coughs> <clears throat> Let me get a quick sip of water. <clears throat> mm. Mitchell <clears throat> Chavez. Offer D. Henry and Edelman for Damian Williams and Hopkins. <clears throat> oh, do I take it? That's a tricky one because it seems like he's buying quite low on Hopkins and Williams. And I really like Hopkins next, you know, seven weeks or so. Uh, that's the best player in the trade. That all being said... I mean, Henry's been a clear-cut, you know, high-end RB2, if not low-end RB1. Edelman's locked in. This receiving core is funneling through him, as it always does, but even more so this year. Uh, there's no one real reliable. So if you look at the schedules here, let's pull up wide receiver matchup calendar. And let me know how, you know, th if this is helpful for you guys to look at this stuff. I appreciate kind of any feedback on what's the best part of these broadcasts. What do you like to see the most? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, look at that cake schedule, though. I mean... Juice matchups until week 13. Uh, and then your playoffs, you got Tampa Bay in the championship week. Edelman, he's had an easy slate to start the year. Where are you? There you are. That's pretty low rest of season ranking for that guy. Uh, but it's a little bit tougher for sledding for Edelman there. Uh, then Damian Williams. I mean, again, that's a guy that could, I, I would not be surprised to see him reemerge as the uh, you know every down week one guy that we were kind of imagining when we drafted him. He's been right around 60% of snaps whenever healthy. So that's tough. I think I kind of hang on to Williams and Hopkins. Great you know offer, though. Very fair. But if it's fair, if it's not a clear win, I probably don't take it. Williams is the wild card there. If he just is the trash and this is a, a three-headed committee, then, then he's useless and you probably should have done the deal and gotten Henry and Edelman for, for Hopkins. I just think the Hopkins turnaround is coming. The explosion's coming. And I don't want to give up the best player in the trade, Mitchell. Um, let's get to our wide receivers, though, to make sure we get through everything. <clears throat> Again, Julio Jones, no Patrick Peterson. Is this finally the week he blows up? You sure hope so. I wouldn't have him above DeAndre Hopkins, who has routinely made the Chiefs his just whipping boy. Just, you know, two touchdowns, three touchdowns. 150 yards, whatever it is, the, the last four years, you look at the times he's played them, he has just battered them. Uh, after that, though, let's pull up the matchup calendar for week six so you can see the names alongside here, too. Arizona shocking the 14th most points to wide receivers and the Chiefs 18th. I, none of that makes sense to me. Their secondary is awful. I think Keenan Allen, you know, he's been held in check these last couple weeks, but I do not expect that at all this week. The Jets with Amari Cooper... I think Cooper has to be a little bit higher. Although, I mean, you got Mike Thomas, and if Jalen Ramsey's out, you got to have him higher. Now, Cooper Cup 
has been unbelievable. Uh, four straight games with uh, with 100 yards and a TD. The guy has just been dynamite. That all being said, as great as he's been, uh, San Fran's a tough matchup. They're going to maybe be in comeback mode, though, which helps him out. Uh, I am just slightly nervous about regression. I love this guy to death, um, but I wouldn't have him above guys like Thomas, Godwin, Cooper this week. I do have him on my, my big board rest of the season, pretty much ahead of everybody on this list. Uh, but this week, I think I keep him down just a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, Godwin, you know, did very well against uh, against Carolina last time. That was, uh, but Mike Evans, you know, maybe now Godwin's going to start drawing coverage. I don't know. That's tough. That's a tricky balance. I think Edelman destroys the Giants before, you know, resting the rest of the game. Although Thielen, you know, the squeaky wheel, definitely getting greased up. I could see Odell, the, the team, making a very concerted effort, but I love Lockett this week. They're still banged up in the secondary. Their top two corners have been knocked out for the last few weeks. So I can see Lockett doing a, a solid job there. Uh, Boyd, you know, they're going to be playing from behind, but that D-line could get to him and uh, could get to him in a hurry. I love Larry Fitz, especially with injuries around there. I know he had one of his bigger duds of the year, but I think Atlanta, correct me if I'm wrong, has given up the most points to wide receivers this year, uh, especially after Will Fuller's outburst. So I can see Larry Fitz definitely getting deep on those guys uh, throughout this week. Where are you, Larry Fitz? Come on, Larry. That's such a low rest of season ranking. I mean, Diggs below ahead of Larry Fitz is laughable. I do like uh, DJ Chark. Let's get him bumped up against New Orleans this guy is a monster. I don't know how he's so low on these ratings. The wide receiver five in fantasy right now uh, has been easily been uh, the the best option there. Casey, I like McCoy over Michelle. Definitely. Where did Casey Kelly ask a question that I missed? I feel bad. Sorry, Casey. Where was that? Uh, what? Where is this question? It's not showing up on my list at all. Casey Kelly. Well, I take it, Casey. What? Who's Casey Kelly? Where is this? That's not popping up for me. Uh, but Casey Kelly, I appreciate you guys answering that. And yeah, if the question is McCoy or Michelle, I'm definitely going Michelle uh, right there. Uh, I don't know what that question is. For some reason, Casey's not showing up in the comments here. Uh, so sorry, Casey. I don't mean to miss any type of question you have. Keep him coming here. Oh, Tyree Kill. As long as he's playing... There's you know no reason for him not to be in your top five. Uh, and, and early reports are saying top top six. I'm not gonna put him above some of these guys. I guess let's see him you know fully do it. But Houston pathetic secondary. Uh, I think you know Hill right off his first game is in a great spot uh, to do some serious damage there. Cincinnati, um, Marquise Brown. That's a great matchup for this guy to get deep. Brandon Cooks in concussion protocol. Right now, Watson McCoy was offered to him for Brady Michelle. Uh, I I don't know. I know a lot of you guys are saying uh, to do that. I, I don't, again, Casey, if you're tuned in, I'm sorry. That comment is not showing up on mine. Watson, you know, as great as he is, I think him and Brady will ultimately end up close to each other. This week, I would definitely have Watson in there, but... Uh, Michelle, I, I think, is a decent buy low. 
I would probably hang on to my Patriots. Although Watson is like that true cheat code style. But McCoy, in my opinion, is is garbage. I, I would be selling him as fast as I could uh, to anybody that wants him. So I don't know if I'd give up Brady and Michelle for Watson. Uh, that's kind of what I view that deal as. It depends on how your team is made up if you need that. On Tate going off this week calls Austin Furster a decent prediction um, and has the matchup against Baltimore to get it done. They're giving up the 10th most points to wide receivers. Let's just kind of preview the rest of the wide receiver uh, matchups here. I love Chark. Gets New Orleans the 6th most points. Uh, that guy's not getting the respect he deserves if he's down that low. Edelman against the Giants, the 2nd most points. A great matchup this week. I know I told you I had him up high. Cleveland only giving the 26 most points, but again, banged up. Top two corners are out right now. Green Bay, 17th. They've been a pretty good secondary, but we just saw Amari Cooper run wild on those guys. Uh, so I put him, I put Galladay above Josh Gordon, definitely. I mean, Galladay's been a beast this year when healthy. I think Gordon's among the more overrated players in the league. I like Will Fuller more than a lot of these guys in that shootout style game. I, I want all my Chiefs, I want all my Texans in my lineups for this week. Oh, there's Casey Kelly. CMC is my RB1. That That's a cheat code. I don't know why that wasn't showing up for me. Sorry about that, Casey, but good to see you there. Uh, but yeah, there we go. Just high hopes on date. I, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, I do think Cortland Sutton, above Josh Gordon for me, uh, above Juju. Uh, Juju finally got that squeaky wheel grease. Uh, I'm going to have Cortland Sutton above these those Rams guys, though, they're, they're clearly the second fiddle to Cooper Cup. And now Gerald Everett eating into that workload as well. Adams. Uh, Detroit, you know, if he plays, I'm just going to take him out and assume he's not. But if Adams is in there, he's going to be right up here in your, like, 8 to 12 range. I'm not sure exactly where I'd slide him in. I mean, is this going to be finally the week that Curtis Samuel does something? I don't know, but I'd rather have... Michael Gallup than Josh Gordon in my lap. And again, they're giving up the second most points. So this isn't a week to necessarily you have to bench Gordon. But he looks sluggish. He just doesn't look that good out there. Uh, so I'm not forcing him into my lineup. Whereas we've seen Gallup getting it done every single week. I love Gallup. Every time he's been on the field, he's bald. Uh, and the Jets are not a tough matchup at all. You know, fifth or sixth most points to wide receivers, if I'm not mistaken. Where's Cooper? Uh, let's see what the, they're giving up. Mari Cooper, um, Jets 12th most points, so yeah, but still, you know, very generous. Thielen's already ranked high. Um, keep scrolling down the list here. Anybody else standing out? Uh, DJ Moore should be a little bit higher here. He's on pace for, you know, almost three, 1,300 yards. Uh, no, the touchdowns haven't been there, but they'll come. This guy is explosive. I, I really like him. Get DJ Moore a bit higher in the rankings. I'm going to cut this tier off right here. Oh, don't want to lose the broadcast. There we are. Oh, I do love scary Terry McLaurin. Uh, I can't believe he's only a wide receiver 30 this week. He Against Miami, I mean, you start everybody against Miami. This guy had 15-plus points in his first three weeks, got banged up, and then faced New England, the toughest secondary in the league. Are we all forgetting how good scary Terry is? Has to be in your top 20 wide receivers this week. Um, clearly, I'm higher on him than the ECR right there. Over Will Fuller might be a force, though. <laughs> and over Juju. But yeah, right right around there is where he slides in for my rankings. 
then you're looking here, Stefan Diggs, Calvin Ridley seems about right. Xavier Rhodes typically shuts down Alshon, so I'm going to bump up Curtis Samuel just a, a hair. I don't want Diggs at all, despite the great matchup against Philadelphia. He's just a bag of dirt. Of course, this will be the week he finally gets you like 103 scores. Tennessee, what's Sanders' matchup looking like uh, for Tennessee? And with Sutton's emergence, Sanders becoming a riskier play. 24th most points to wide receivers. That is a tough, hard-nosed D uh, right there. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Uh, there, you, there you go. Jeremiah Moore, I screwed up in the draft this year. I meant to pick up CMC, but I accidentally picked up Saquon. Guess you didn't listen to me, Jeremiah. I definitely had CMC higher than everybody other than Kamara. Uh, which still would have been a mistake because CMC is by far the best player in fantasy. It's not even close. Do you think Wentz will start putting up points anytime soon? I think when they get in competitive games, but you know he's facing the Jets, doesn't have to do anything. Uh, they they just leaned on the run against the pathetic Packers run defense. So the, the scripts will get there maybe as early as the Vikings if Kirk Cousins does his thing. I do like Wentz. I think he's a talented guy uh, that will be putting up his points for sure. Start DJ Moore over Juju. I don't think so. Uh, Juju finally getting back on track. Although you're right, you know who's he going to be with this pathetic quarterback? So that makes me a little bit nervous for Juju. Now that I think about it, I'm going to bump him down. So yeah, I think DJ Moore in a great matchup against Tampa Bay needs to be a little bit higher on my rankings. Uh, I, I would go DJ Moore over Juju. Great question, Patrick. Otherwise, what are we seeing here? You know, Landry's kind of started to emerge. I think he could be a good option. I'm not high on Alshon Jeffrey this week. I'm trying to see who else you could play. Uh, I'll have Sanders above him. Anybody out down here? I like Robbie Anderson. I mean, we saw what Cooper did. That Dallas defense is exploitable deep. Uh, he has a great connection with Sam Darnold, who's finally returning. So I'm going to bump him up a bit. I mean, Golden Tate, there's nobody else to throw to there. I know the defense is as good as it gets. But with Shepard out, with Ingram unlikely to go, I can see Golden Tate just racking up you know, 10 catches, even if he doesn't do a whole ton with them. A different one like that. I literally meant to pick, see if I click draft button on Saquon. Sorry, Jeremiah, that's a tough one to hear. Um, I do like Preston Williams as a sleeper this week, so let me bump him up. I'll kind of organize those tier receivers. Uh, but the last kind of every week options... Cut this one off definitely above MVS. I mean, what what is the infatuation with MVS? What has this guy ever done to deserve being ranked up higher than some of these guys? I mean, Crowder, 17 targets his last game with Darnold. Has to be a bit higher on your rankings than this. Has to be getting more respect than this. Then you got Debo Samuels. Uh, that, that passing game is pretty damn inconsistent. That's tough. You got to feel decent about Mohamed Sonu, though, if you need a wide receiver. Uh, back, I think, three straight weeks with double-digit points, whether it's been yardage, targets are there, scored last week. The, the guy's been great for you. Otherwise, I mean, we're in territory where it's no man's land. As I mentioned, I do like streaming Preston Williams. I wouldn't put him above Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones belongs more so with this tier, guys. Uh, I do like Auden Tate, bumping him up a little bit. Robinson, I'm going to bump down. I mean, Byron Pringle, uh, where the hell is that guy? Is he ranked 75? 
that seemed like the the guy this week over Demarcus Robinson. Robinson's kind of faded into nowhere. And Pringle got rave reviews all training camp. I again don't sh- not sure if he was out, you know, with injury, and that's why we didn't see him until now. I got to do a little more research. Going to write about him tonight uh, and learn a little bit more about what Pringle's deal is. But yeah, I, I like the guy. I like the guy a lot. After what I saw, nine targets, six catches over 100 yards, and a score. The guy was their engine. Tyree Kill comes back. It's going to push him back a little bit. But the number two, if Sammy Watkins is out with a hamstring injury, it seems like you're not going to have Watkins this week. Other options here. I mean, Slayton might be the, the number two wide receiver, so that could be a stream. Kiki Cutie. Uh, I, I could see this being a Cutie weed. I'm going to bump him up a bit. Uh, could be just def- deadly out of the slot. And... That's probably where I'm going to cut things off. Dorsett not expected to play. Any other names? Get Trey Quinn off this list. Get Albert Wilson off the list. None of these guys should be ranked right now. Uh, I mean, nothing coming here. Maybe you get a touchdown from Miles Boykin. Been, been kind of a red zone beast there lately. I don't know who the fuck that name is. Um, David Moore. You know, I had Lattimore and Wright. Kind of queued up. Not, no need for right though. Latimer could be their number two receiver. I actually do really like, um, I'm going to assume Kirk's not playing. I really like Jacoby Myers. There's one I wanted to shout out. Myers and Pringle. If you, you need Hail Marys this week, both were 1% owned. I think those are the guys I look at at wide receiver Hail Marys. If you don't have a Preston Williams, if you don't have an Auden Tate, uh, those are the guys I would stream and play the matchups with. cut this one off here though I can't have DK Metcalf in the same tier as Byron fucking Pringle what other comments do we have Watkins hurt and T Hill is T Hill unlikely to play Chavez I don't know if I heard that Uh, so if that's the case D Rob's gonna get a big bump up Um, they they waived him and then brought him back after releasing Allen alignment oh okay strange then they just pepper him with targets thanks for that that insight there I appreciate that Mitchell Uh, Tyrell Williams and Kirk any thoughts Tyrell Williams is on a bye, so this week there's no need to use him. Kirk's likely to miss another uh, in terms of the early reports there. If he plays, he's in a right matchup. So Kirk would, you know, hypothetically slide into this tier, you know, probably above Sanders, right around Landry, in my opinion. Um, and I like Tyrell Williams scoring almost every single week in a soft matchup moving forward. Slayton, for sure, is the number two. Uh, it could be. So I'll bump him up, you know, over... Corey Davis, that's for damn sure. I missed the RB section. Any RB streamers for this week? It's pretty barren. Uh, let me show you real quick, Jeremiah. You know, you're a loyal fan. I'll go back for you. You can always rewind and watch it too. Um, but in terms of streamers, you know, Burkhead against the Giants, if he's out there in your leagues, uh, as long as he's playing this week, you never know there. Um, Ty Johnson against a really bad Green Bay D. If Drake's been dropped or uh, Duke's been dropped. I've seen Adrian Peterson on a ton of waiver wires. He'd probably be the first option I'd look at against that awful Miami defense. Uh, and Ido Smith also, as you can see here. And definitely, you know, stash Chase Edmonds. If you're hurting at running back, he might be that starter this week. So there's a few names for you, Jeremiah. Uh, hopefully that helps. Alrighty, I'm going to wrap up here with defense special teams. I'll give you a few kicker previews. Uh, and then we're out. So, you know, if you have any last-minute questions, oh, Zay Jones' new home. 
I think that means more for Robert Foster moving forward than it does for Zay Jones. I mean, the guy, they do need a number two wide receiver there, so maybe uh, he can finally capitalize on some decent speed and talent that made him a second-round pick, but I don't know if I ultimately buy it. I mean, New England has to be your clear-cut number one at home against a Giants team without literally any weapons other than Golden Tate. Uh, It's going to be a bloodbath there. Uh, So they're number one, and there's not much really close there. I like the Ravens against Cincy. The Jets, you know, Cowboys defense is a little overrated in my opinion. And with Sam Darnold coming back, I could see the Jets surprising there. So I'm not going to be quite as high on them. I do like the Panthers as a bet for a pick six. And then you got the Chargers. Uh, Not the best defense this year, but they're facing the third string quarterback. That's an intriguing play. Uh, Titans on the road against Denver isn't the best in my opinion. We saw Denver put up some points against uh, the Chargers team right there. Uh, what else do we have here in terms of potential usability? Uh, I do like the Broncos more than they're getting credit for. They just completely shut down uh, the Chargers, and now they're getting a worse offense. I, I put them at number seven, so maybe I'm I'm crazy there. But I like that option. I do like uh, Washington's D. Uh, you know, six there facing Miami. You know how money it's been to stream anyone against Rosen. They did score their first touchdown of the year uh, just a couple weeks ago before their bye, but they're, they're pathetic. And those are my top nine options. After that, uh, I mean, I think Phillies matches up really well with Minnesota. Uh, They can shut down the run so well, so maybe that's an option after that 35-point explosion this last week. Uh, New Orleans has been playing awesome on D. I don't think they're getting the respect they deserve in these rankings. I'm not going to have the Rams anywhere to start against that ridiculous San Fran offense right now. I'd rather have San Fran in there. I think they're going to get a ton of sacks, a ton of turnovers. That defense is the real fucking deal, San Fran. Uh, even in a, you know, they're going to probably put up their points, the Rams, but I can see some turnovers, potential score there. So, yeah, I, I like the, the 49ers defense for sure. And then anybody else? I mean, the, the Steelers defense has been getting after the passer real well, so I could see them being a viable play. Uh, I don't like much else that's out there. Maybe Tampa Bay, they've been kind of sneaky okay. Their past is awful, but they're facing Kyle Allen. So is that a, a viable option? I mean, Miami facing Washington, is that a viable option? I don't know. It's getting ugly, clearly, folks. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other you know, intriguing streamers catching my eyes down here. Not really. Yeah, that's pretty hideous, the rest of this uh, defense. You're hoping for some pick sixes. And uh, all that good stuff. Where's Seahawks defense, actually? Seattle Seahawks at Cleveland. We just saw, you know, that that D-line could definitely get through and get some sacks. So I'll put these guys as top 15 option as well. So that gives you some defenses to consider. And last but not least, everybody's favorite position, the kickers. Let's get to your kicking streams. And again, any last-minute questions, get them in now. You know Greg the Leg, despite the mess, is always going to be my number one boy. Uh, Justin Tucker is always going to be my number two. And then Harrison Bucker has earned clear-cut number three. Now Nugent, he's going to get, definitely get some extra points against the Giants, but he missed some field goals, a little bit risky. I really like Zan Gonzalez. 
Uh, that guy's been a beast. I think Will Lutz. I mean, we've seen Teddy Bridgewater just continue to move the offense. Joey Sly, rebound game. I know that was hideous, but I believe in him. Robbie Gould, always a uh, a top option. I'll cut that off there. I don't like Kami Fairbank because, one, he sucked all year, but, two, in a shootout-style game, that, that could be something where you abandon kickers. I don't like kickers against the Chiefs all that often because they're always going for touchdowns and whatnot. Meyer's been you know, pure garbage for most of the season, so the rest of this is, you know, meh. Matt Bryan against Arizona has got you know, the leg and the, the matchup there. Uh, I don't know about any of these other guys, honestly. Lambo coming in for for Jacksonville, he's been pretty money. Uh, other than that, the yeah, kicker is kind of a wasteland. Uh, I'll keep Kymie Farban in there, but ugly. Is there any other guys I like this week? Maybe Hopkins against Miami, a pretty accurate guy. Dan Bailey against Philly might have to do some damage, but yeah, this is this is where you reach the uh, the no man's land here. Ficken, <laughs> awful. Alrighty, folks. So that's it. That's my. Uh, I got two more questions. Do I drop D Jones for Minshew or Teddy? Uh, so Mitchell, if you're being forward thing, and if you don't need to start D Jones, wait till I show you his playoff roster. I think he he has the upside to really develop into something special uh, by by season's end. And look at the the playoff slate for this guy. And no, not for Minshew or Teddy. You're not going to sacrifice the potential. So. Tough, tough schedule. Uh, you know, New England, Arizona, a streamable option. Then you're not using them at all. But then you got Miami and Washington in your top two weeks, and Philadelphia is awful secondary as well. So I really think Daniel Jones is potentially worth a hold. Uh, or if you're dropping him, not for Minshew or Teddy. Uh, I mean, unless you're streaming. So then this week, yes, I, I would drop Daniel Jones if you need the, a starter there. And I would lean Minshew or even Teddy. Both guys definitely better this week. But if you're you're just going for upside there, I would go with him. Minshew's the MVP. I mean, that mustache. Your fantasy locker room would respond well to Minshew being on there. So in second thought, uh, I'll keep him. Then I have Wentz as QB1. Yeah, I think that might be the play. Uh, unless you want just to rally the troops with Minshew's mustache on the bench there. Alrighty, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in live. I, of course, am the wolf of rotostreetjournal.com where we breed and feed Fantasy Football Wolves, this is the Fantasy Fullback Dive if you're tuning into the podcast. And if you're not, you're a live streamer right here. Check out the Fantasy Fullback Dive, a great podcast. Uh, we do our standalone episode on Wednesday, so it won't be just a repeat of this content, recycling it and whatnot. Um, and then we'll have our live sit-start shows on Thursday. I'm going to try to get a DFS podcast going on Thursdays as well. And then, of course, the Fantasy Tailgate. We're going to actually be live this week. Uh, Channel Marker Brewing, if you're a local person tuned in, tunes. I don't know if you're still with me here. Uh, but we're going to be at Channel Marker this week. We'd love to get a big crowd, uh, some craft beer, delicious beer, uh, live event, live sit-start show, and Red Zone on all day. Alrighty, folks. That's it for me. Until next time, the wolf is out. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, oh, oh. And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go, but at least we stole the show. At least we stole the show. At least we stole the show. We stole the show. At least we stole the show. Straight ahead. Devlin. Yes.
Football right there, folks.